This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first. By the county line, whipped out a fake ID I got from a friend of mine. We made our getaway due south to the Gulf Shore sand. You were looking like a woman child. I was feeling like a full grown man. Welcome back to the Midnight Club. I am Clinton Timmerman, first of his name, joined by Kelly Tipple. Oh, you're admitting you're Kelly Tipple. Oh, yeah, okay. not Kelly. Whatever. It's been a long day. It's true. It is her. <laughs> but Kelly is is here, and I am here, and you are there. I'm full so of beans. Welcome, both of you. And Kelly is full of beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you... Run. <laughs> right? Where are we? We are here at La Palmera, local La Mexican Palmera. joint. That's We're Spanish in- for the Palmera. It's true. And yes, we are, are having some Mexican food. Kelly just had a chance to teach a class tonight. What class was that tonight, Kelly? I'm not like a real teacher. It was water aerobics. <laughs> what, are you a fake teacher? Are you yeah. an imposter? Well, when you're teaching aerobics, you're not like a real teacher. That's not, you're a teacher. You know, you're just, just trying not to, you, you know, know tell people you're a teacher? People. I guess I do. I'm lying. I'm liar, liar, liar face. Anywho. Gotcha. You're just saying you're not Edward James Olmos in that one movie where you taught like all those kids in the ghetto calculus for college credit. This is true. But hey, that's not that was just a little niche. Mm-hmm. You have a different niche. This this is also <laughs> true. Well, how you doing, Kelly? I'm doing okay. You know, uh, I'm full of beans. And yeah, and she literally is full of beans. We had some beans. And so. uh, yeah, just excited to talk to you about your weekend. Which part? The bed bugs. All, all the parts, <laughs> all the parts, Timberman. Okay. Why don't you remind people if they this is their first episode what you did? So this last weekend I did what is technically called the Visit Panama City Ironman seventy point three Gulf Coast, but should actually just be called Run in the Redneck Riviera. <laughs> and get bed bugs. And bed bugs, yes. Uh, although I did realize a few different caveats to the area. Um, but yeah, this this weekend, this last weekend was originally supposed to be Victoria seventy point three, which was canceled for the second time. Yeah, and, and then they went ahead and just said it ain't happening. It's just like indefinitely canceled. And so then I had a choice because Canada has no vaccines. No vaccines. And a side topic: we're trying to find a way to break in and give them what we have. So if you know how to break into Canada, we got vaccines. We Let's would love to yes. know. I have been to places in the San Juan Islands where they would take immigrants and. Sneak them in. Hopefully, they was willingly, and hopefully, it wasn't indentured Thank servants. You. Oh, finished. Thank you. And um, we would. Uh, oh, but anyways, those little like holes in the rocks and the little caves and everything—they still exist. So there are ways to get Canadians to the islands. I've got a boat. We can vaccinate, and we can. We can. Maybe we, we can, can help make the out. boat. Maybe we can make your boat a mobile vaccination station. If you could swim out to the boat. No, totally. Oh, like be right at the edge of international mm-hmm. waters? There we go. Would it be bad if 
I demanded a wonder bar in order to get on the boat. <laughs> and they're like, I don't have a wonder bar. Take off, you hoser. I'm like, well, then I guess you aren't getting the vaccine. Better swim back and go get some wonder bars. Um, no, but, but I we like, digress. I like where we, we do digress a little bit or quite a bit. But anywho, canceled Victoria. So I end up doing uh, Gulf Coast just because I've driven through one time and it's got white sandy beaches in the Gulf of Mexico. Very lovely. Uh, however, when I went to go actually look at hotel rooms, there was limited space. The place that is sanctioned by Iron Man, uh, it's these set of condos that have these towers. And these towers... Kelly's taking an action shot. Right, you don't need to like pause oh, oh, in your conversation. Oh, okay, well, I just, it feels shot. weird as you just keep taking pictures. Um, they were all sold out, and then pretty much everything was sold out in the places that weren't such as say like the holiday inn they were anywhere from six to eight hundred dollars a night so i'm trying to get in race get out and i was not planning on just myself you know a vacation of just me if you want to call it a vacation of, of a few thousand dollars so i did see going for it would still be you know in the four hundred dollar range for for three nights right three yeah three nights uh, the Summer Breeze Inn Motel. And mind you, up until the one-yard line, I'm debating whether or not to come with him because this is the first time that I'm not going to be there, which I realize he's doing the work. I'm just there as moral support and, like, you know... Kelly helps a lot, though, too. Make sure I can escort him off, off a course if he's on no, a different planet. No, she's great motivation. You're a great But crew. it felt weird. It felt really weird not being there. Um, but I'm very glad I didn't go because it would have been a different, it, w- it would have been more stressful for you because there's no way in fucking hell I would Oh, <laughs> because you would have been kind of. I would have been like, fuck no. I'm, you stay wherever you want to be, Timberman, but I'm going to get a hotel over here. And if you'd like to stay with me, that's fine. And actually you're not allowed to stay there because there's bed bugs. So you're coming with me. And now, you know, what's just like a ground, you know a home base for your shit and to sleep has now become like find Kelly a a new situation. So she doesn't blow up this one. (laughs) So I'm glad Kelly didn't join me because she would not have been able to, to to, to be along for the ride and the adventure. Cause uh, what ended up happening is I got the summer breeze motel. I planned on just Ubering. And another thing going on right now is during the pandemic, a lot of the inventory for rental cars were sold, and now people are traveling again, so that demand has shot right back up. So expensive, if you can well, find them. That's the thing. It's either expensive or there is zero. We got quoted, what, $2,300 for a week in Hawaii? I mean, found something a little bit cheaper, but that's what the original. Yeah, it's, it's been nuts all around. And so I thought, okay, I'll just take Uber. Well, I take a red-eye flight to to the uh, to Panama City I don't bring my bike no sweetness because I knew one flying Delta was gonna be four hundred dollars round trip and then two because there was gonna be this transfer this connection just a lot of times with those odd shaped pa- uh, you know the packages your luggage they just don't tend to make it on time so I thought I'll just run a bike while I'm there which I'm glad I did uh, but I show up to Panama City about 8 a.m. There are some taxi cabs. So I go to get a taxi cab, but then I, I did just double check if there was Uber. Saw there was no Uber and just no cars available. Didn't think too much of it at the time. Got in the taxi cab. 
which on the cab, you actually go a little bit on the course. I kind of see the course, and yeah, it looked flat, you know, flattish. There's there's a bridge you go on, well, and you're you get probably to Panama all, oh, City. Um, but then when I arrived at the Summer Breeze Motel... Well, and just real quick, you're probably thinking, bunch of taxi cabs at the airport, there's going to be no problem yeah, going exactly. forward. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think anything of this transportation right. situation. So I get to the Summer Breeze Motel, and the the well one when i go there I go to go in the office and they're like no 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 you got to go through the the window so i'm talking it's one of those like windows like at a subway station it's got the little hole uh the lady is checking me in her presumably her husband and probably co-owner is in his undershirt with some sweatpants feeding this parakeet and you can see like their apartment that's there and he's making himself some tea he's like, living eh, his okay. best life timberman he's he living his best life and they've got some uh, I don't even know what the hell it was. Just some construction stuff. Like we were, we were well, and you were seeing a bunch tools. of mattresses, oh, which well, makes sense. Yeah, well, the mattresses were were not there. They were over by where I was staying, over there, another corner of the the motel. So they get me in early. They give me early checkout or, or check in, which was great to go try to nap because I just took the red eye. But when I get in, uh, first the AC unit was just filthy. It looked like something you found in a field. It wouldn't work. And then as I'm going around, I'm like, yeah, this place sucks. Oh, my God. Like, uh, it's also the place there's no shampoo. The only soap they have is this one little, like, teeny tiny little chiclet soaps. And they have a hanger with an air freshener. And um, he's sending me pictures, which you should put the show notes. Like, we should put them online. Yeah, very luxurious. Uh, oh, and the, at first I, I looked at the toilet. I'm like, oh, is that poo? But no, it's just that the... The seat had been worn through, so the plywood you see underneath it, you see these little holes of, like, the plywood. Like, oh, it's just plywood. I'm dying And even when I tried to do, like, a three to five flusher, sometimes it would plug. Um, But the plunger, come to find out, you go ask the office, is around the corner. You can just go grab when you need to. Did you have to go ask? I did have to go ask, but it's outside. It's where they feed all their feral cats that's that are in the area. So you grab the plunger. I had to go. Yeah, I mean, it was a horrible toilet. Um, this story keeps getting worse. So I noticed, like, okay, I'm actually two out or uh, two miles from the Ironman Village, and go to try to get an Uber. No cars available. Like, oh, there's no cars available. Okay, well, shit. You know what? I'm just gonna walk down there. I'm supposed to check in at two for the Ironman. Here it's like twelve, twelve thirty. So cool. Just head that way. So I end up just walking, but. I end up sweating a little bit. I do have some stuff I know I'm going to bring back with me. And and then that's four miles on your body. And well, you it's, it's four also miles. But as I'm passing, I'm passing like putt-putt places. I'm passing abandoned buildings. I'm passing all sorts of stuff. Like, I thought this is kind of a resort town. And I did see the hotels there, which knew, like... You know, so what I will find later and even come to state is that if you go from the motel or the hotels between the hotels and the beach, the people that had waterfront property, those are very nice. But a lot of the places that are off the beach, that's, I think, where more the Redneck Riviera comes comes into play. Um, so, yeah, I do make it to the Ironman Village, uh, get checked in. They still had a lot of the same safety protocols that feel like a lot of the protocols from last year you're taking your temperature you're trying to space out but hey whatever i need to do to get checked in and be able to race no big deal um let's see what to say about that it was a little different to checking in uh, just a couple differences i've noticed this is my first official 70.3 
um, I'm used to having those transition bags where you get the, is a blue for bike, red for run, and you get the orange for special needs, black is for the morning. They don't give any of that. They do give you a really cool bag that's like something you take on a boat. It's a, it, it well, it's is a waterproof cool. type bag and you fold over, but that's all you get. And so your transition's in one spot and you put all your stuff just in that. I did find myself missing the other system because it was easy to compartmentalize. Like, okay, this is what I need for the bike. This is what I need for the run. This is what is going to go in my, what was the white bag? Well, anyway, the different bags that you have for all the different stuff. Um, that was the biggest difference that I noticed. Uh, everything else is pretty, pretty similar as far as like your, you know, your stickers you need, your uh, bracelet and your little anklet thing that, you know, looks like a mini version of what prisoners use to make sure that you're not violating your house arrest. Um, and a, a tip that Michael Villacarlos gave me was to just put it on when you get it and just leave it there because that's it. there's several things you might forget. And sure, there was a couple of things I forgot. But if you do that, you don't have to worry about forgetting it because I guess he showed up race day and was like, oh, shit, I don't have my chip. And I was thinking how horrible it would be to be like in the middle of your event and realize <laughs> I didn't put my chip on. I'm getting, like, none of this counts. <laughs> Do you think Garmin, they think they'll take Garmin stuff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Will you take my word for it? Take this here. Check it out. I've had this on the whole time. Um, so, anyway, I, I walked back, and well, I started trying to inquire about rental cars. I called Hertz. I stopped by Enterprise. Everything's sold out. It's just there is There are zero cars. And so then I had the idea, uh, and I noticed other people have this idea. I think it's a thing for the area. There's golf carts. There's those little three-seater cars and some dune buggies. So this lady, she tells me, hey, I can do, it would be $150 a day for the rental car or for the golf cart and $100 deposit. If I wanted to get the three-seater, or when I say three-seater, it's actually three wheels. I think it seats like four or five. That's $550 a day with a $500 deposit. So I was like, okay, I'll take the golf cart. But I knew that night I was just going to probably sleep and not do a whole hell of a lot. And so, like, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll get this golf cart. And so uh, that evening, one thing that kind of does still suck, they're not really putting on any events or anything. So there wasn't, like, any – there weren't any official Ironman events. Although if I could stay by where transition would be, that would be nice because you're right there. There's, there's either the condo towers they rent out or the Holiday Inn. But, again, I was down at the – Summer Breeze Motel. And once he told me, once I understood the severity of the um, sleeping arrangements that he had made for himself, I immediate went, immediately went online. And he was like, no, it's going to be like seven, $800. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't give a shit. Like, I will sell one of the kids at the Ah, but what house. did you find? Sold out. Completely. Well, either sold, sold out. out. I thought you said he did see some things that were... Well, I found something for that price. No, I found something for eight hundred eighty-nine dollars, but it was way far down. Like it was, I think, six miles past the course start, like south. But there was nothing in the area. Yeah. And No, and even race day, because I was like, okay, you know what? I'll even book that. That's fine. Happy fucking anniversary, months and months from now. And that was sold out that day. Oh, because I did find the Holiday Inn, but again, it was. 700 800 no it was it was sold out the day when i no, when i looked like that friday i could have gotten it when i after i talked to you oh but total to stay the rest of the weekend was 2600 dollars. because i looked the day that you were on the course because i'm like i'm gonna treat this i don't care i don't care what it costs and there was nothing available there was something like six miles south of of the of the finish line gotcha 
No, uh, I, 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 I just I could not bring myself to spend that when all I am doing is not being at the resort, doing anything fun. I'm totally. just trying to rest up well, it's and ridicu- go It's race. insanely ridiculous. Just yeah. like us spending $1,000 to go to Great Wolf Lodge for one yes, night. exactly. <laughs> yeah, one we keep going back and doing, so. Yeah. Anywho, um, so uh, yeah, that night I end up just uh, you know going. I'd listened to the Crushing Iron podcast. They had recommended a ribeye steak and potato, so I found a, a steakhouse uh, that had Texas toast. So I just ate that and then went back and slept. But what happened with that meal? I ate it, and it was magic delicious. happened. You didn't get GI issues. Oh, yeah. You had well, GI like issues night. like breathing air. Well, this is true. Yeah. No, I, I, I was happy about that. Uh, in fact, that's why I went for on the next night, Friday night. I even went back to the same place and got the exact same thing. And I think it paid off pretty well. I think I found my, my magic meal. Um, but when I woke up the next day, and I, I thought I saw a bed bug earlier. But then the next day, I just every place where I was exposed. Excuse like me, back, this is where I my, step out. I'll be back when he's done. My my forearm, like there's all sorts of places just covered in bed bugs. I'm like, hell shit, this sucks and is itchy. Okay, okay, I didn't actually step out because and I do have a question. I've been meaning to ask you this question, but I wanted to wait until we were speaking face to face like this. Um, how did have. you know that it was bed bug bites? Have you had bed bugs before? No, no, I haven't had bed bugs before. No, but I, I saw, here's what Google, like when I look at this thing, that looks like a fucking bed bug. It is red and it's like a pictures. And then I kill it and then I Google bed bugs. Yep, that's what it looked like. And then I Google bed bug bites. Yep, that's what it looks like. Okay. I did see a tiny little spider. I'm like, maybe it's that guy. But even when you looked at it, you did said you don't get the. No, it was like the there were blisters. It was very yeah. strange. Yeah, so it's similar to what I saw on Google Images. I thought you were going to ask why I didn't leave then. Because a couple reasons. One, no places. But guess what? I've already now have the bed bud bites. And if I was going to get infested, I've also now got that. I would probably take it to the new hotel. And this is the mentality of Dr. Clinton, Scott Timmerman. I already have the bites. Hang on. So what am I supposed to? I'm supposed to go bring it to the Holiday Inn or go to the laundromat with all my infinite time and I know. I just just couldn't have brought myself to get back in that bed. If I've already fallen in the shit pit. And I'm weighing in the shit. Like, well, I've already got shit on me. That's what I was. How I was. I would be it. like, go take a shower. <laughs> I, I sure I took a shower, but no, I know in a different. Anyways, I, under, I, I think understand you've recognized. Where you're coming there, there, from. there is zero right, right answer or anything yeah. that's gonna satisfy Kelly at this nope, point. Nope, nope, nope. It, it would have been the only thing that would have worked is if I showed up. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even going in there, mm-hmm. and then found another place. This is true. Uh, that didn't happen. So, um. So anyway, I got these bug bites. Uh, go back to go get my my bike. I did rent. It was a Cervelo. Um, I definitely missed the DI2 where you have the shifters at the end of the aero bars as well as down by your brakes. In this case, you have the little levers. How was shifting with the levers? I got used to the DI2. It's kind of a pain in the ass because even if you're not in your aero bar position, you have to reach forward and like flip it up, flip it down. It did just you isn't. get a test run with them or no? I, I didn't. I mean, I went around the parking lot to make sure it fit okay. But, well, actually, take that back. No, so here's what happened. Um, I, uh, I went around, made sure everything fit okay, got checked in. But, again, I couldn't find Uber or anything. Um, oh, and I, I forgot my stickers at the Summer Breeze Motel Inn. Luxury suites. And so I, uh, I was like, well, I got my bike. So I, had, I rode my bike 
down, got the stickers, came back, got the bike checked in for, for bike check-in. That's another thing, too. Uh, they didn't take a picture of the bike or anything like that. They just they let you in the area, and, I, uh, and they just figured, hey, if your bike's on the rack, then you're in, rather than making sure you're checked in. So yeah. it was a little bit looser than the, the full Ironmans. So I did get a four-mile ride then, and then that evening I did go down to the beach, and then um, I did go out. It, it was only like a five-minute swim, and I, mean, I wasn't trying to hit it too hard. I know some people, I think, swam the course, but I was able to see the swim course. Um, but just kind of try to get a feel of the water and everything. And the, the beaches are pristine. They're clean. Uh, the bottom of the beach looks like someone just looks like one of those Japanese gardens with the, the rakes. Nice white sand. So that part was great. So just did a little swim. And again, had my steak and potatoes and then, you know, went to bed on that, that Friday night. But I did go pick up my golf cart. I was lucky enough for this lady because at first she was like, oh, you, have to, you can't keep it overnight. But then she allowed me to because I was going to have to get up and ride it like at 4 a.m. Right. So, Thank God you didn't tell her where you were staying. No, I did because I had to put in the paperwork. Why? I think she's going to get like, don't bring bed bugs on my, my no, thing. No, well, from the reviews we read today, <laughs> bed bugs was, were just one of the worries. Oh, what, murder? Was that something else? You murder, wanted? crack, you know, all the things. That comes with any motel, though. <laughs> That's all part of the fun. It was like at the Bates Motel. Um, and but, your golf cart was cool. Like, it was street legal. Yeah, it was always fun to cruise that. I could have gone anything, any streets that were more than 35 miles an hour. But you did. Only, just one time on accident. But then I got off of it. Um, but it was kind of funny to wake up for to the Iron Man to... Get in your golf cart and it's 4 a.m. to be going over to like to the start line. So that was a different experience for sure. Um, and then yeah, but it was also weird doing it. It was my first time really doing it by myself because you've always been there for my other, you know, activities, even some of my unofficial activities. Um, but yeah, they um, we got everything. Just trying to think that we got ready, everything ready to go. This is one of the places where I did get the cheap. Um, flip flops, but really didn't need to because you go almost immediately to the sand, so it's not it's painful. not rocky or anything. Yeah, but one thing that was pretty cool is you do self seed yourself and you go in these little corridors. Um, but one thing that was pretty cool is one of the towers, the ones that have been sanctioned by the Iron Man. When I turn around as we're waiting, almost everybody's up because I was also wondering. You've got this loud music right behind a hotel. Are people going to be pissed that they're being kept up with this radio? Um, but I look up and there's every, like people that you would normally see on the course. In fact, they were probably going to the course later. They were up on the balcony and they had their banners. Some people had like their, 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 you know, their countrymen's flags, whoever is participating. So it was really kind of cool to look up and just see like multi floors of just people cheering on. And then for them, I realized they have a full bird's eye view of the entire swim. So yeah, it was like, oh, probably very cool. smart to be, you know, one of the sponsored hotels of Iron Man. So you fill that sucker up with families of Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to complain that there's loud ass music <laughs> that yeah. hour. Oh, totally. And then from the spectator, or they're going to wake your ass up early and go like fight your way just to the walk start downstairs. line. You, you just or your balcony. If you got the ocean side, oh, then yeah. you just look out your balcony and you're like, oh, they are. Yeah, I guess if you're across the way, maybe you could knock on someone like, can I come to your balcony to watch my <laughs> my participant? Um, they still had us, uh, like I said, just kind of segregated. You had to wear your mask and you throw your mask in right at the very last minute. Uh, it was one thing with Florida. It was completely open. So outside of Ironman, you didn't have to wear your mask. That was a little different because even places I've gone to, they're now open till 2, 4 a.m., um, 
So it's kind of cool to see as things are opening up. Uh, but one thing about the this swim, it's not. So it looks like for the full, they go around a pier, and when they swim, they do their first lap, and then you have to run across the beach over to swim to your second lap. There's like a running component oh. to the swim. Um, it's that's not the case for this because it's. Did you out, still out. go around the pier? No, so you're you're. Oh, kind of to the I remember you showing me the course. You're like, I think we go around this pier. Yeah, that's looks like the, that's just the full. They switched it for this. You're off to the side in front of these other towers, but what's really the thing that's still different about it is you go through your arch. You know when you go to to start, mm-hmm. but then you have to run out a ways because there's a there's also a sandbar. So the first part of your swim for a good, I'd say, 50 yards at least, you're like waist high water kind of jogging, trying to get to where you need to go. So that was completely different. And the water, it was calm-ish when we first got there. But when we got in the water, and I wasn't the other, yeah, I wasn't the only person that thought this. It was choppy and wavy as hell and huge swells. And they were coming from my 11 o'clock. Get one more round, please. Thank you. Um, coming from my 11 o'clock to my 4 o'clock. So going out. And you're only a right side breather. Yeah, I only breathe from my right to my left. Uh, well, actually, in this case, it was good because if I was going to my left, I would have been probably taking mm-hmm. in some water. Although, going back, I guess I'd have the reverse problem. Um, but it was just, it was it was hard to get out. I would never have been so happy to see that red buoy that lets me know to turn. Now, where you turn from buoy to buoy, um, that part was a little easier because you get to kind of ride the wave, but that's that's a very, very short part of the course. Now, coming back, you would think, oh, cool, you just ride the current. Well, no, that current is now coming from my 4 o'clock towards my 11, so it's trying to push me far to the left from the from the um, you know from the exit to the chute when you end the swim so i'm having to, to put more effort to my right side because it's pushing me to the left so mm-hmm. i'm trying to fight against that to get to the right i was really surprised when i checked the you know my garmin afterward where i can see like on strava and map my run i somehow was able to miraculously stay within the lines that's usually not my thing usually when i look at my my swim result i'm zigzagged i've gone over over the distance, which wasn't the case here. I was really, really surprised. Um, wasn't my fastest swim, but it wasn't my slowest either. Uh, traditionally speaking, I'm going to do about a 12-minute 500-meter, and I stayed on pace with do that. Do you feel like so, this was the hardest? De- definitely the hardest swim, because I think I've even, told... Even Maryland? Yes. Wow. De- definitely. Even, even getting bit by jellyfish for an hour and a half, this was still harder than that. Because the water wasn't uh, nearly as like choppy and full of swells and everything like that. In Maryland, you did have a nice, easy current coming back. Right. Um, you just had the fucking jellyfish. Yeah, and I still oh still got a couple of jellyfish stings. It wasn't like Maryland, so I think like I had two or three. Um, but usually, when I the best feeling in my Ironman competitions is coming from trans, getting out of the water, going to the bike. Then I'm I'm on top of the world. This is the coolest thing ever, and then getting off the bike to the run is when it usually tends to really suck ass. Uh, not the case here. I got the, uh, done with the swim. I was just nauseous, disoriented, right? nauseous. I got nauseous straight in the water. Usually it doesn't happen with me. So it was it was not a fun swim experience. So I was glad to be done with that. Mm-hmm. And then you shower off. And then, thank, uh, you. thank you. And then, um, but then had a chance to, yeah, shower off and then get on the bike. Um, wasn't, too long of a transition for me for the bike i don't know how people still like when they're in kona do like a minute and a half transition i was still like at eight minutes so i was happy with that um 
on the run going to the run i think it was under five so nice um to me that's the easier Did transition you just keep your tri suit on the whole time yeah, so at that point, I was taking my wetsuit off, had my tri-suit, and then Underneath just had to dry already. it off. Yeah, I already had the tri-suit on. Um, you know, I have to dry your feet. And when I have just my compression socks on, when I'm in my running shoes, it's way too loose. And so it moves around to get blisters. So I put my regular athletic socks on and the compression socks over. So that takes a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, um, especially getting compression socks on when you're damp. That's that's the whole thing, the dampness. The worst. Yep. Um but then I got on the bike and took off, and uh, everything was starting great. You know, I'm for me, I'm happy if I'm at 16 miles an hour over. And for the first, um, this is what I've learned, but the first 15, 20 miles, I was 18 and a half miles an hour. I'm like, this is great. I've learned enough times. Like, it's probably right in that zone when things can start really sucking. So, because I'm like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is going to be the ride of my life. And then it got a lot more difficult into it. But I was thinking the same thing at Cozumel where I was just like, oh my God, like, you know, am I going to be able to finish this thing in like under six hours? And then it just sucked ass, like right about mile 25 or so, mile 30. So, um, yeah, it it definitely got increasing a little more difficult. But like I said, there's a bridge, some spots where you're going up. So it's kind of like a gradual incline, but it, it still isn't too bad. And it still was one of my fastest bike splits of all time. Um, luckily, because there wasn't a lot of uh, hills to go up and down, I didn't have to worry about shifting as much, and so those shift levers weren't as big a deal. But it's kind of, it's really is an out and back. You kind of go up, and then you go out towards the airport, and you take a different route, and then there's just a turnaround in the middle of Highway 79, and then you come back. Um, but then the one thing we ran into, what's, my, what's one of my two arch nemesis? Wind and heat. Yeah, so the wind kicked up, and then that when we got to Front Beach Road to get back, so the last six miles, you're at mile 50, you're like, we're there, we're golden. Um, and then it was just like pedaling uphill, um, you know, even double-checking the splits afterwards. When I finished, overall, I still finished at about like 17.4 miles an hour. With those last six miles, I was at like 15 miles an hour, so I was a lot slower than everything else. So you feel like you're pedaling against the, the wind, you feel like you're pedaling uphill. Um, but one thing I did notice is I was about to go into transition. I looked to my left and I see people running and everybody's running. I'm used to the full Ironmans where you see, you know, there's some people that they're, they're walking or maybe walking and running. You know, everybody was running and I get off my bike and, uh, I guess I forgot to mention earlier that, you know, before I even got to my rows to swim, like somebody finished the swim and it looked it up. It was 18 minutes. So before I even enter the water, fucking possible. What to go 1.2 miles in choppy ocean? I don't understand. It's it's amazing. There were so many amazing athletes on this thing. Oh, I also forgot to mention on on the the ride. um, It was like the transition zones. Like I was getting some water and I was going straight. I didn't think I was veering. All of a sudden, I hear this on your left, meathead, and this guy with a Yingling beer tri suit cruises by me. I'm going to be like, okay, I wasn't veering into you. But I do think they need to change it so there's, like, bike transition. They should have three lanes. They should have, as you're going on the far right, which I'm going to get stuff and stop. In the middle, I'm going to get stuff and not stop. And then to the left, have another lane of, I ain't getting anything I'm cruising through. Because there's too many people that are cruising through that just tend to get mad at the people that stop. And no matter where you stop, you could you could veer into the woods and stop, and they'd probably <laughs> still be pissed. So it's like, okay, we need to have some sort of solution for this here. Um, 
But anyway, uh, getting on the run, you know, pretty quick transition. But then as I was starting the run, there were people who were done. So I was, you go up this overpass, and so the people coming back to go into the shoot, they come up and over opposite you. So I'm oh, like, so as worse. I'm starting the run, like, there's people finishing. Like, holy hell. And then everybody was running. I was just, like, amazed. Like, okay. Probably because they're seeing people going into the shoot being like, are you fucking kidding me? They've done 13 miles, and I'm just starting for all the of us, run. I, guess. Um, I was happy in that. I did have shin splints, um, and again, even um, one of the podcasters for the Crushing Iron, he says it takes him about two to three miles to kind of find his running legs from his bike legs. So I, um, yeah, I, I had the shin splint. So I never, I didn't walk, but the, I definitely had to stop a couple times and just stretch. But after about mile two, three, I was, you know, I was running again, and of course. When I say running, I mean, these are 15-minute mile paces, which I'm pretty happy with. Um, I always kind of think of those little old wind-up dolls from back in the, like, not wind but those little things you wind up in the little, yeah, it looks like R2-D2 going, like, er, 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 er. that's probably, well, that's what I feel like. I'm sure that's what I look like. There was even one guy after my second loop, it was like, come on, you got this, man. He actually gave me a butt tap, like a little, like, like boot, like in baseball. That's because you have the nicest ass in the whole maybe, wide maybe world. Maybe, maybe that's why, but... You know, a lot of encur- I appreciate we were encouragement. Like, Stop touching my ass! Like, I have bug bites. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I have bed bug bites. Um, but no, I was able to keep going, and then and of course, like you play the mental game where it's like, okay, each lap is a little over four miles. What? Okay, I got my legs now. Just get to mile oh, four. Oh, that's a worst. When you though. get to mile four, like you're on your stretch, and you gotta and so you just three full laps. Three full laps, and you go by the turnoff to the shoot. Boo. Three times. So Double well, boo. it's on your thirty. You're gonna then turn. Well, no, I guess when you first start, because you, you, yeah, so it's, it's three times, and, um, and, uh, yeah, and so then it's a matter of, like, hey, when you get to six, six is almost the halfway point, and you just kind of talk yourself into each mile, each place, and that's definitely the mental game I was, I was playing. It got really hot, but, but the thing with me for this, I mean, I, I didn't have any GI distress. I didn't feel like I, I definitely probably could have still, um, had more hydration, even though I was trying to stay on top of it. Because you didn't bring a belt or anything. No, no hydration. I was just using the, the uh, aid stations. You go in, they had a setup where it was water first, and then you'd get either your Red Bull and your Cola, and then Gatorade, and then water, and then ice on the way out. And so usually it was perfect for that. Oh, and then you have your food in the middle, because they usually I'd take the water, and I would take a dr- one cup to drink and one to dump on my head, mm. and then I would get you know, maybe I wanted a Red Bull or a Gatorade or a Cola, and then i get some goose. And then another water to what drink. What did they have for food? Was it and just goo? It was goose, bananas, fig newtons, and then eventually you'd get pretzels or chips. Hmm. So I've had it before where they've had like chicken broth and they've had like Nutella and bread. That's usually they, an ultra. They, yeah, I, I got <laughs> not not these guys. Um, yeah, I, I, the thing is, yeah, I never urinated once on the whole whole course. I don't know if it's probably a bad thing, but but I was just happy that I didn't have any gastric distress yeah so um i might usually take a couple of emodium before i start um not that people want to maybe want to know this but didn't have any gastric anything from it wasn't until like sunday evening but i would much rather be backed up than having to find a bathroom every 10 seconds is that when you found the stray cats uh no no (laughs) oh no no that was that was my preparatory work oh okay yeah so that was like pre-gaming, like on on Friday. Gotcha. But then nothing since then. So um, how was coming in the shoot and being 
Well, and so I was, you know, just making sure I was getting into my mind, always calculating. Well, hey, if you keep this pace, I'll get that there. And I, I kept telling myself, like, just keep, keep here. This is a finishing pace. This is a finishing pace. And, um, you know, I was hoping for, like, a sub-eight-hour, you know, finish. And I finally was able to get to the shoot. And then um, they, they, don't, they don't announce because it's not a full Ironman. Like, you're an Ironman. They just, Clint Timmerman. And then I'll really, like, here you go. <laughs> I remember being kind of almost, like, inconsequential. Like, mm-hmm. all right. Um, and then when you I did arrived. exactly, and I looked up, it was like eight minutes and like thirty or eight hours and thirty seconds. Like, oh, I missed it. But then I realized in my mind, like, oh no, I started thirty minutes later. So sure enough, my official time was you know, like seven hours and thirty-eight minutes or something like that. Um, which doesn't probably sound like much to the, the if anybody's listening to this, that's like an experienced triathlete. Like, oh, that's not nothing to brag about. Which I'm gonna be to others, but it is for me. I, I challenge I'm, I'm very, those people and say, try being on the course for hours longer than you're on the course and feel that struggle and then come back and talk to us. Well, it, you do bring up a good point. When you get more efficient and you are faster and you don't require as much as far as food or anything that, yeah, you're, you're more efficient. You're, you're, it's quicker. It's easier. Yeah. It's not, you know, maybe it's not as, as it's brutal in different ways. I guess let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I finished, you know, I was able to, to get your medal, you get the cool little hat that looks like the Tweedledum, Tweedledee hat. Can we give it to Alice? She was eyeing it. Oh, it's sure, It's not fitting sure. your big noggin. No, it, it definitely is not. Um, but yeah, I got a turkey sandwich at the finish line. Um, but no no pictures or anything. Like, they don't have any official pictures. I had to ask somebody to take a couple pictures mm-hmm. of me when I was gathering my stuff in Transition 1. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as the... First, first things for me to improve on, like I was de- definitely happy with the bike and my pace for the run. When I'm normally running, let, let's say just tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to go take a f- five to ten mile jog. I'm happy, like a bricks jog for me would be somewhere like a ten minute, like between ten and eleven minute miles. Mm-hmm. And then usually, um, you know, if I'm going longer distances, it's going to be a little slower. So, hey, maybe if I can ever pick up the pace to be in that ten minute miles. Um, maybe that'd be a pretty good goal for me to have, you know, on, you know, my, ne- my next event, you know, as far as these triathlons, definitely I could shed a few pounds. I know that would just make it easier as I'm going. Um, so I'm just trying to think of things to try to improve upon, but at the same yeah. time, like, uh, yeah, I have a lot to actually be happy about and thankful for. Cause the thing I mentioned to you earlier that this is probably the one race I've, I've had out of any rate, like sprint Olympic, whatever it is where I, I didn't like completely bonk hate life i'm done i'm out of here or like hey just keep going and i can recuperate like i was pretty pretty steady so that's awesome i was i was happy to have that experience um and then um yeah that night that's when i just finally had the celebratory drink and then went to cruise around didn't feel like feel like playing putt putt golf so i just went back to the same place and then just went (laughs) back to the luxurious summer breeze in motel the but there was the next day um, when I, I was able to check out and return the golf cart. I went over to the Holiday Inn, and then I went to their bar area that's there and then looked at the resort, and that's when and I was saw like, how he could have been living oh, this whole time. it could have been like this. <laughs> it was awesome. It's like worth. any resort you'd see in you know Mexico or any like tropical resort. Like, okay. And, it's, it's again, it's right by transition and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, it would have been awesome to have been here. And then, so I know it would just would have been a totally different experience probably more expensive but then what happened is i did check to see the reason why i checked to see this what the cost of the room would have been that night 
it would have been $280 that Sunday night. So it definitely was just the demand that weekend yeah. was so sky high. Well, I'm sure with COVID, too, they've had nothing. Right. They've had I mean, nothing. And, they've and people are demand, paying it. So, yeah, why wouldn't you? But what happened is my flight boarded at like 358. Oh and so at 215, I'm like, okay, I know I'm about 20, 30 minutes from the airport. You know, I'll just make sure I get there early. So I go out to the front of Holiday Inn and like, hey, can I get a shuttle to the airport? Yeah, we don't. Well, we don't have personal shuttles. You can call a cab, but I don't think you're going to get a cab. I don't think I'm going to cab. I look at Uber. Zero cars available. And they're like, yeah, sir, you know, you're probably not going to be getting to the airport. You should have booked this week's in advance. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? This is really weird. It's the first cab company I called. What time's your flight? And I tell them, like, I'm going to tell you, son, you're not making that flight. Okay. Anybody else that can How call? many miles was call. the airport? Uh, it's 20 minutes away. 20, 30 okay, minutes away. so maybe 10 miles. 10, 12, something like, like that in there. Here's my full. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I did think, like, can I, can I make it with my, my suitcase? But I didn't know I was going to be able to make it there. But I just thought that, that was, like, so weird. And calling around, calling, and the one guy was like, hey, I'll call you in 10 minutes to tell you if I can even get to you. Some people are like, I can get to you in three hours. I'm like, wait, what? I've just never had this. But right. what doesn't make sense is it's a tourist town. Like, oh, we're small. Well, they have a shit ton of people there for Iron Man. People well, need to get tuned for the airport. It still is like a town. I've got to double check it, but it, it's still at least an area of at least 50,000, it seems like. Yeah. And their economy is tourism. So you would think the hotels would have at least a shuttle to the airport. And oh, you think absolutely. it would be a thriving business for like cabs and, um, and what Uber. What I'm saying, though, is if there's obviously this isn't the first time that Iron Man's been there. Those people it's are the longest running. Those uh, people are getting running. done with Iron Man. And guess what they're doing the next day? They're going the fuck home. <laughs> Right. Well, that's why I was, I was just surprised How are you by getting all home? of that. I lucked out because what happened is Uber, you know, the app puts out like, hey, someone's looking for a ride. It just happened to be some somebody at her apartment. Okay, I'll take a guy to the airport. Did you ask how far away she came from? Right. I was able – she was down the road a little bit. But oh, what okay. happened is I called um, just to double check she's going to be able to come. And she's like, oh, yeah, I just have to get out of my parking garage gate. And, but then on the way there, she was telling me about like, yeah, there's just – Low supply, high demand. Does that mean she makes a killing? Um, well, it was fifty dollars for me to take the cab from the airport to the Summer Breeze Inn, and with her it was thirty-five, forty, no. or something like that. So it wasn't like I will tip you nine hundred. Yeah, if she said, "Hey, I'll take you, but only for a hundred bucks," and I'm like, "Well, if I had no choice, I would have just paid her." Yeah. But she again was talking about kind of like that. That, that bottleneck of just like demand and supply that hmm. it's even confusing to her. So anybody plans on going one, if you're, if you're like, Hey, I'm going to do the, it's the Ironman Florida that takes place there. Mm-hmm. And it's the Ironman 70.3 Gulf coast. Gulf coast. As soon as you book it, book your hotel, get, get a room and find transport, you know, transportation arrangements mm-hmm. as soon as you can. Um, Are you glad you rented so, a bike? I am glad in that uh, it was easier to have the guy just by the time I got to back to transition. Like, like I was, was joking gone. with you. Can you imagine if you had sweetness and like the golf cart? You're just like, it's she's on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't. It, 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 that would have been a, a lot more of a headache. And when you have your own bike, just as far as putting together and this and that it makes it more of a, a headache. So it was actually still nice to have the bike, especially since I wasn't running a vehicle. Um, and just the stress of, I mean, I would have been very surprised if the bike arrived there on time. Going home, it's not as big a deal, but still, it sucks mm-hmm. when your bike doesn't show up. So, um, yeah, it was a lot easier doing it. But I'm, you know, I'm doing the Ironman 70.3 in Des Moines next month. But I have got a nonstop flight from Seattle to 
Minneapolis, and I'm driving from Minneapolis, so I'll be less stressed for that. And I already have a car <laughs> pegged, so um, so yeah, all, all in all, pretty good, pretty good experience. Um, I know you asked me if I'd do it again. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I definitely think I would. Um, if you were to go, yeah, definitely Holiday Inn, something just something more fun, something we can enjoy the area. Because I also I have some other friends when I was like, man, you guys like to come to this shithole, <laughs> and then. But my friend was like, well, yeah, the town is human garbage, but, like, the beaches are nice. So it's just, it depends on where you're at. Right. There's two different worlds. And, um, yeah, and there's, there's other places along the Gulf that are pretty nice, too. Like, I was telling you, fake Joel Hoyer was telling me up, like, Fort Walton, just up the way, like, 30, 30 miles or something. It's pretty nice, too. And, and they are excellent, excellent beaches. I mean, I can't say enough wonderful things about that. Um, just other places look like they were... Uh, places that, that people go to, to do meth. But, actually, but then again, if you are someone who loves meth and putt putt golf and, and bed nice bugs, beaches. go there, there and then go to the beach for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that was my 70.3 uh, experience. It was weird, like being on this side of the fence because one, I was like, I want to be a part of this. How can I be a part of this? What time can I wake you up to make sure you're up? And you were like, okay, I need to get up at, what, 4.30? It was like 2.30 our time. Yeah. So, like, I set my alarm. And then uh, we have a Samoyed at home. Anybody else out there who has Samoyed? I'm sorry. Fucker. <laughs> it's a mischievous dog oh that needs God. to be herding reindeer. All the so time. So when it's inside of a house, it uh, kind of finds other ways to entertain itself. <laughs> pulled my phone from the charger in the kitchen and just ran off with it. So I spent two over two hours with a headlamp on, dodging dog shit, going, I should have been cleaning this up the whole time. Anywho, missed that call. And then, but it was weird seeing it on the tracker and not like trying to, because usually if I'm looking at the Iron Man tracker, I'm going, okay, what point do I need to be next? Right. You know right. what I mean? And this was like in between classes that I taught to that morning and then getting out of my, actually my second class, we were like, oh my God, you just, you had just finished. Well, it was in a way, did you ever see Fival? No. American Tale. Yeah. You know, five, and then of course, mm-hmm. there's Five Goes West. But remember, like, when he sings to the moon. Somewhere out there. Yep, that song right there. And he knew that, like, his mom was probably looking at the moon while he's looking at it. So every time I would cross the, the little lines and you get that little buzz, and you, so you know it's going to update where your progress. Like, oh, Kelly now knows I'm probably here now. Or Kelly might. So it was really weird to be like, I felt connected via my, my inklet. I did. So you, I knew you were there in spirit, at least in theory. That would be funny if you're like, oh, no, Splash oh, was on. you did that this weekend. Yeah, what? so I was just watching Splash all you day. You show up at home, it's like, where'd you go? Like, oh, I just <laughs> thought you were folks for the weekend. And we have to talk about the kids for just a second. Well, I was curious because you said, that you were, oh, we were going to follow you on the app. And then you, you, you seem to have kind of dodged it when I've asked. Did, did you never show them on the no, app? No, I did. Okay. I did. Did they I, ever say, oh. I don't think they really understood like, I'm okay. excited for them to actually go and see a live event because they don't okay. know what the fuck any of us and are And it was doing. really cool. When I got back to the airport, uh, Jack and so I was a couple of things things. finish line. So I was able to run through my own finish line. Yeah, like a big banner. banner. And then Jack, um, so my son's super obsessed with antiquing and he just turned 12. <laughs> I find this amusing and horrifying at the same time. But he found this like plaster bear head. And he was like, we need to get Clint that for Iron Man. I'm like, what the fuck? Clint loves 
bears, wants to see a bear, has never seen a bear out in the wild. And so I think that he thought, like, we'll bring Again, a bear Again, people home. think that means I want to wrestle a bear. No, I don't want to die by a bear. He just I just want to fuck a bear. See, well, yes, but again, that's smooth talking the bear. It's not dying by the bear. Gross. But anyway. So we bring this, like, what, eight pounds, like, plastered bust of a bear head. And. It's it's real mangy. And so uh, Alice, my daughter, is quite artistic. She is nine. And she spent three hours painting this bear. Yeah. And it turned out it's spectacular. A, it's a very nice black bear. <laughs> it does. So the kids were also very proud. We went and picked him up, made sure hopefully that he felt special. Yeah, no, and, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. That was cool. And, and then you still thinking you'll be able to join me in Iowa? I sure hope so. So she gets to see all the, and actually, there's a lot more to Iowa than one might expect. But what do all, we have all before it, that? All Sorry, it needs ahead. is a weekend. <laughs> um, but it would be a very fun weekend. It would. But what we have before that, we have dun, dun, dun. the Pinewood Derby. No. With oh, you mean this upcoming weekend that yes. we can then talk about? Well, so you know when I was talking about all those fast fuckers on the course <laughs> and the amazing, I think I even when I did hashtag We've been following one. Yeah, I was even a hashtag like the Ironman Gulf Coast. I was like, I felt honored to be passed by each and every one of you. Well, somebody who's got such athletic, athletic prowess and strength is the Iron Cowboy who resides in Linden, Utah. About and just in case anybody doesn't ten know who minutes. What's well, ten even, minutes? I can't even say asshole. He's a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. But it, uh, Linden is ten minutes from where I went to undergrad in Provo, Utah. But the Iron Cowboy Kelly is. So he is a triathlete. He's done handfuls of Ironman and has also completed, well, sanctioned. Yeah, well, even that. Didn't he do like just a shit ton of those or no? Yeah, yeah. I think he's done 15. I don't know. I, I need to bio this guy, but because of my obsession, <laughs> I need to write the bio on this guy. Uh -huh. um, so, but he also is... Um, the, what he's what, uh, most known for is doing 50 Ironmans in 50 states in 50 days. Yeah, it's a document. You can go see it. I'm trying to think mm -hmm. what platform we saw, but it, it's there. Yeah. You should go see it. And then, uh, and we mentioned in the last podcast, but now he's on his 100 Ironmans and 100 days. They're all done in his hometown of Utah because he is the Mormon kind. Because I feel like the only thing that's hit that kid, the hardest thing that's hit that kid kidney is Ovaltine, which is why he can do 100 Ironman. Yes, this is true. Days. But we're going to go visit and we're going to go stalk this person, not in like a weird way. No, it's going to be weird. Because I, I still can't quite tell if Kelly's like, you know, we just show up, we're in the back, we, mm. we run. No, I'm going to go up like, so people have been hey, Iron Cowboy, Cowboy. Clint Mike. Iron Cowboy. Um, so people have been joining him every single time that he's gone out on this course i think that the swim course is closed but the bike and run is kind of like hey whoever wants to join um and the, obviously the crowd's been getting bigger as he's closing in on 100 i don't know how he's fucking going i, I this is insanity yeah so every day what he's doing is it was insanity at four they don't like it. <laughs> iron man link or full length triathlons because oh, there's sorry. been this falling yeah. out which I guess we talked about last week. Right, but it's still. But fuck yeah, you, it, it's Man. 100 Ironmans. I mean, the term Ironman is a unit of measurement now at this mm -hmm. point. It's, it's like Googling something. If you want to look or something on the internet, like even if you're using yeah. Bing, you probably Googled it. So. Yes. All done. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
So we're going to go and at least be part of the run because we're not bringing bikes. and No bike and the swim's closed, the you swim's said, right? closed. Because so I didn't think about doing the swim and then the run. So we're going to be part of the run. We need to figure out how this is going to work. Cause I, I'm almost like, do what I? What if I burst through the swim? Because he goes in a pool. If I burst through the window like the Kool-Aid man. He'd probably be arrested. Oh, yeah. And there goes our chance and then I of go ever and interviewing this guy. No, no. Um, but I'm curious, like, if. Bikers? Well, I'm just wondering if I could crew you and film, like, legit film this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank while, you. You're, while you're doing it. Me? Or do you want me to film you? Wait, are you not going to be running? No, I could. I, I was planning on running part of it, but I'm also wondering if I could, like, film part of it somehow. Are you going to make it like the funny runner? No, sure. that shit was dog food. I'll, 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 I'll dress like a president or something. Um, so, anyways, we're going to be there, and it's going to be great, and... Clint just saw our bill and was going, what the fuck just no, happened? I feel like it. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's going to be fun being a part of history, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's a good times. Uh, so we'll have a chance to report on what it was like in Utah. You know, we got some family down there. Have a chance to see them. Kelly's in Park City, so we'll check that out, too. Till next time. So. Adios. T- adios, amigos. You usually say where you can find us, but do you want... I was going to say in Espanol that... I say, you know, besame un tejon? The badger thing? Con la lingua? When I open mouth kissed a badger, I'll have to re-look this up. It was a very wild weekend. But yes, you can find us at My Midnight Club on Instagram and you can find us at My Midnight Club on Facebook. And you can email me at Clinton at My Midnight Club or Kelly at Not Kelly at My Midnight Club. You can even find me at fuckyeahteeth.com. And you can find Kelly at goldengirlsfanatic.com, right? Isn't that your, your blog that you Toads have? Toads from a ghost. Yeah. So thank you for listening, both of you, and come again. <laughs>